Hi, yogis. Welcome to the Common Ground Yoga podcast, where we talk with people in our very own community who are in the work about all things yoga, all things life, and how we can learn, grow, and thrive through our practice. Welcome back to the Common Ground Yoga podcast. I am once again joined today by our wonderful instructors, Kim Harrell and Ashley Martin. Thank you so much for being here today, ladies. So last week in our podcast, we talked about self-compassion and we, as it relates to our fall challenge, and we discussed self-compassion and just taking time to acknowledge and accept where we are as a real launching point to transformation same heat that softens a potato hardens an egg right it's what do you do with the heat that is created in your life in your practice yes is it going to harden you or is it going to soften you yes yes i always think that um in yoga especially in yoga classes like people think of power yoga hot yoga it's going to get hot it's going to get heated i can't do it i can't breathe long enough I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. That's that, that's that person's struggle. And just showing up at the class and doing your very best and breathing as you're cued and maybe trying to get into a pose, but also knowing not to go too far just because you're in a power class and you, you know, you have to perform and you have to keep up and you have to. So, you know, knowing where your line is, so to speak, in the heat to say, like, like Ashley said, to know when there's effort and when you need ease. To me, that's also a transformation in your mindset because instead of just, you know, I got to get through this heat so I can say I got through this heat. Well, you also have to be kind to yourself. So as we're stepping off of self-compassion and moving into this heat and transformation, we can't forget about that. We have to say, okay, this class is really hot and it's really hard and I'm in the heat, but I wanna make it through, but I need to take care of myself to be able to make it through. And I need to, these are the things that I need to do to get me through this and change my mindset about it and say, okay, this is where I'm at and I'm happy for every minute of right now. And so that's where the mindset change comes in because you know we all wanna be in the pretzel pose and we all wanna take the power classes, but we all have to realize that our bodies are different. Our situations are different, our abilities, our time where how many classes we can take. We're challenging everyone to get to the mat three days a week. But you already said, like, if you can't, just commit to what you can, because that's what we're here for. We're here to support each other and to move us through times of struggle and heat and, you know, effort and be able to say, I can stay in this and I can get through it even off our mats, because if we learn that on our mat, then when we're in the heat of whatever it is in our lives, we know 
that we have the resolve, we have the mental ability to tell ourselves we can get through it. And that's where the change comes in. Whether it's a change in your mindset or like for me, a change in my life is nothing if I don't have yoga in my mindset. Like that's who I am now. And that change took a long time and it started out small, but that's what we learn. Like change doesn't happen overnight. It can, but long lasting change usually takes a lot of lessons and a lot of learning and a lot of figuring out, you know, where I went wrong, where I did good and in, and the in-between of how can I stay in this life now that I've changed. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. So much there um, to try to unpack. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to really practice actively listening to you and like taking it in and not thinking about all the things I would like to interject or ask you. But yeah. just taking a moment to unpack that, um, you know, one thing that you said that I love is that, you know, we're not stepping out of um, self-compassion and moving on into transformation. It is it's a layer, right? So transformation requires self-compassion. And yeah. hopefully, you know, from the work that we did last week in self-compassion, now when you feel the heat being turned on, whether it's, you know, literally the crackling and the popping of the heaters when you're in a yoga class at the beginning at, the, at our studio, it's kind of, you know, it, you can hear the heat come on or whether it's something that happens in life where the, you know, the proverbial heat is turned on. Um, then you can default to, okay, I can stay, I can abide in this and hear the tools that I have, one of them being self-compassion. And you're exactly right. If we practice this on our mats, the tools are very easily transferable. In fact, I, I would imagine, and this has been my experience and, and you guys can speak to it to yours, uh, and I would say that this is what I hear a lot of students saying is you don't even realize you're transferring the tools <laughs> to these situations until well after they've started making an impact. Like, oh, I'm when I feel stressed now, I take a big ujjayi breath, you know, and you realize maybe days, weeks, months, or even years later, like, oh, that's from my yoga practice. You know, that's, that's where that comes from. So yes. Awesome. Yeah. And I will also, I also wanted to make a note because it, just in case some of our listeners are in this space of thinking that they can't do specific classes because they are technically, you know, maybe more intense or um, require more knowledge, uh, yoga knowledge or poses that you can, should be able to do. Um, you know, I made a conscious effort a few years ago um, to really take levels off of our schedule. Like we don't talk about, you know, a class being level one or level two or beginner, intermediate or advanced. Advanced, that was the word I was looking for a couple of seconds ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't feel like you have the advanced poses or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And instead we talk about intensity. Mm -hmm. because you, it doesn't matter to me. And I don't think to most seasoned teachers or even new teachers, it doesn't matter to me whether or not you can do crow pose. It matters to me that you make the commitment to stay in the heat and the intensity of the class. 
Yes. So I think that, you know, if that speaks to someone or if that's what someone out there that's listening needs to hear, you know, from our perspective um, as, as instructors and as fellow yogis that are maybe a little further along on this part of a journey than, and then some of our other friends is it's not about the pose. It's about what you do in the heat. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, Ashley, did you have something to say? Yeah. I just wanted to add to like, whenever I took my teacher training, that was really a turning point for me in my practice to really take a step back and take some of the intensity off and focus more on the intention of the pose and the alignment of the pose and the foundation. So I would just second that, Kelsey, whether you're a seasoned teacher or a newer teacher, that it's more about how your students are showing up in your class than whether or not they can do the more advanced postures that we may offer. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a, a side note on that too, um, for some of our students, as you know, I did the beginner class all October and I met so many new people, brand new to yoga, didn't know anything about it. So worried about coming to a class and not knowing what to do. And, you know, even now that the class is over, some of them are still asking me, well, which class should I come to now? Which class should I come to now? And I'll be honest and tell them what I think the intensity is. I know um, there was a heat issue, you know, we weren't raising the heat now, you know, and people were really afraid of that. Like, I don't know if I can really do it really, really hot or, you know, just conversation. And I would basically say, I think you could go to any class because there's modifications for every pose and you have the basics now, you know the language, you've heard the language, you've been in most of the poses that are gonna be in every class. And so now I think you can do it. And so a lot of Absolutely. the newer students have been trying other classes just to you know, try it out, which is great. And I've been asking them, what other classes have you tried? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And they're like, oh yeah, I've tried this. I've tried that. And they just seem to keep trying more classes, which is fantastic, which is what, you know, as a teacher, as a, a lover of yoga, that's what I want to see. I want to see people try different things so they can come into their own and decide what they like best and not be put into this box or this label of, because they're beginners, this is what they should be doing. And they're not good enough for this, or they're not strong enough for that, because that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing is empowering people to come and to feel good, like we all do in a yoga class. Yeah, I um, you know, get calls from people every week about wanting to start yoga and you know, at first we talk about a lot of times, um, you know, the excuses come up for why it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And then the fear comes up, they share, you know, well, I'm, I'm a little nervous about hot yoga, or I'm really just a beginner. I've never really practiced like one of your beginner classes. And I, I really just, I stopped them right there anymore. And I just asked, when are you available to commit to practice? What time of day or what day of the week works for you? And they tell me, and then I say, okay, that's a sculpt class. That's what we have at that time. 
And it's an intense class. But if you are open for the intensity, if you're open to that, I don't care if you know the poses, we'll help you through that. That's what our job as instructors are. You just, I, you just come ready to, to be in the heat, right? To be in it. So. And maybe for those people, that's their tapas, just getting there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, when we start class, we say, you know, forget about where you've been and where you have to be, just be here now. And it's the struggle of just getting there sometimes for people. That's their heat. That's their tapas. That's their, their thing. And so yeah. just getting there is transformation because before they got there, they didn't think they could. Absolutely. And, and now there's many here. times that's the hardest part of the practice is just showing up. Just show, like yeah, showing up. Right, Ashley? Absolutely. One of my favorite things that I've really caught on this year um, that one of my teachers has said repeatedly is this moment is the perfect moment. So wherever you are in this moment, that's all we really have, right? So if you can come and it happens to be a sculpt class, you show up, you do what you can, and then you leave and you feel better just because you made the commitment and you made that sacrifice of your time and you made yourself a priority, right? And then that starts to snowball into other areas of your life because it's not just that one time that you showed up. It's the way that your body continues to burn even after you've left, right? It's the heat and the intensity that you feel from showing up and doing something that you've never done before. So it's now is the time and now is the perfect moment. Beautiful. So yes, I love that. So Ashley, what is some place, if you don't mind sharing, what is something in your life right now that is kind of has like this tapas uh, sensation to it like what are you what's what are you rubbing up against in life right now that you're willing to share on um <laughs> which one <podcast>. right <laughs> which yes. one so back in February so this was pre-pandemic but I was already knee deep in yoga teacher training at this point I remember standing up and saying to my group that I just felt like I was dismantling my life because I just had to look at everything and say, okay, where does this fit? Where is it not fitting? And it has just continued. This entire year has just been a year of transformation for me. I've changed jobs. I've been um, doing a lot of personal growth work. And this season has just been one where I've really had to lean into, okay, what now and what next and what can I do? Where can I go? What do I really want my life to look like in 10 years? What do I want to accomplish? Um, How do I want to change this? Do I want to be working in a similar career to what I'm doing now? Where does yoga fit into that? Because it is such an important piece of my life, Uh, important enough that I wanted to make the commitment to be a teacher. And now that I'm teaching and Uh, continuing to move in that direction so what does that look like and that that really is where the work is for me is still in this trying to figure out long term what what does Ashley want right and not just that but who even is Ashley because 
I'm not sure I knew before I went to yoga teacher training. I'm not sure I knew before I really stepped into this new place of heat, this new place of tapas and this new place of transformation. And I cannot say that there's one area of my life that it hasn't touched because it's touched all of them. It's touched every relationship. It's touched everything, right? It has to do with where I'm at each day when I get up mentally in my journaling, am I on my mat? Am I meditating? Am I pausing before I respond? Um, am I thinking about whether I'm reacting or responding in a situation? And it, it just, the, it's, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it will ever end, right? I think I've just started to scratch the surface and I don't think that the transformation will stop forever end because once you become aware of the places in your life that just aren't lining up and not just that but changing right as we grow and as we experience new things like we're constantly changing what we may want in five years or what we may want in 10 years so it's not like there's not a destination yeah, no, that's wonderful. And I think that's such a good thing to point out to our listeners as well as there are times in your life where it's just a transformative time. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you kind of turned on all the burners, not in a bad way of like, you know, you know, got too much going, but you just said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this lens on and just look at my every aspect of my life. And, and that's what a yoga teacher training will do to you. <laughs> but there's other things in life that do that as well, whether it's, um, you know, a, a relationship, a child, a loss, anything. But, um, but on that same note, you know, if you're listening, and especially if you're one of our uh, doing the fall challenge, you know, you can also just look at one aspect of your life and pick something and, and kind of practice these principles and, and practice these, um, these techniques. And, and, and that's really important too. It's a great way to um, build strength and, and kind of clear a path for any future transformations that will come along. And, and of course you will come to a life like Ashley at a point in life, like Ashley has just described where you're literally the caterpillar going into the cocoon and you just, you wrap your whole self in it. You turn completely inward. Uh, you turn to mush, literally, and then yeah. out you <laughs> come a butterfly, a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. So we had a joke in our in our training where um, we talked about like, but the caterpillar actually turns to like goo. And I yeah. have a friend from my training that I still tell you, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just still goo. Like today, I am that is who I am because oh, I yeah. will do something and I'm like, wow, I totally messed that up because I'm still in the middle of the transformation. I'm still working in that. I'm still leading into oh, it. And I haven't arrived have, yet, right? You always have so. those times. You always have those times. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kim? What's an area of your life or maybe uh, or some aspect of your life where you're feeling the heat? I'm trying to get this meditation thing going. <laughs> I've been trying, I mean, I've tried it off and on and off and on for years. And I, like I start and then I just 
I struggle with it. And I don't know if um, you remember when I first came to the studio, I used to tell you that Shavasana was the hardest part of mm -hmm. class for me. I mean, I knew all the poses. I didn't, couldn't necessarily get in all the poses, but I knew them all. I knew the names. I knew, you know, what was coming next. But Shavasana, I used to be like, oh, I can't lay here and just not think about 150 million things. I just can't do it. And so I'm so much better at it now. Like I love Shavasana now and I love leading my students in Shavasana because I know how wonderful it feels now, but that wasn't always the case for 20 years. I struggled with it. I still, you know, to then like, so I thought, well, if I can enjoy Shavasana, maybe I can enjoy meditation. Well, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle <laughs> for this girl. Um, but I, but I, I practice it and it's, it's not easy for me. Some people it's easy for, and so, um, I really challenged myself and I did your, um, self-compassion, loving kindness meditation. And I even did what you said. And I repeated those phrases to myself as I went to sleep every night. I, I didn't do the whole meditation every day, but I did that every single night before I went to sleep. And by the end of the week, I was like, okay, okay, I'm get, I can get this. And so um, I've been, you know, doing some um, mindfulness training, um, trying to, you know, be a little bit better about that. And they're like 10 minute snippets. And I was doing that pretty regularly for a while. And then I just like fell off the track. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because I came this far and I kind of halted, but that doesn't negate the progress that I made. But now I just have to say, okay, get back on the track, start over because I did start to enjoy it a little bit. And I knew I could do it because I started, you know, I've learned how to enjoy Shavasana and I've learned how to teach it and I've learned how to kind of get my students through it. And I, I know the benefits of it because I feel them now, but that was not easy for me. That was a big struggle, a big tapas. And it was a huge transformation. And now I'm trying to do the same thing with meditation because you know that's a lot longer than Shavasana. And so I have to take these little steps and I have to lay in the heat of it and I have to focus and I have to, you know, do what the whoever's leading the meditation tells me what to do because that's part of it you have to let go and listen to what you're being asked to do or visualize or repeat and it's not easy but that's my heat I'm right in the mic I'm in the thick of it now and I'm gonna keep going and, you know, I may never be transformed into a person who can meditate for 20 minutes, but I'll take two or three and I'll be happy with it because it's a huge transformation for what I, how I used to feel about it. And that's, you know, the other thing about your heat, it's, and you're not going to transform instantly. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of realizing that, boy, 
I don't know if I have what it takes, but I'm going to stay in the heat and I'm going to find out because I want to accomplish this goal. And so that's where a lot of the, um, the tools and such that I talk about um, for transformation come into play because it's not something that you say, well, I just, I'm going to meditate because I want to, I'm a yoga teacher. I should be able to, and I should love this. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> that's my heat. And so I'm learning every day that in order to transform, it's a huge process and, it, and I have to put in the work. Nobody else can do it for me. Absolutely. So. I, I love what you said that, you know, I, I love that you acknowledge that even though it's not a 20 minute, you know, transcendental meditation experience <laughs> or even longer than that, um, you know, transformation has still occurred. I, again, want to mention what we talked about last week um, in the self-compassion podcast, which is let's maybe let go of the resulting and think more about the intention. So you had an intention of meditating, whether that happened for 30 seconds or 20 minutes, it was still a meditation and and, and still transformation. And And that's what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And And that's where I think it's important too for people to realize that again, you know, I'm the type of person that, you know, maybe I'm going to accomplish that, but I've accomplished so much and we have to applaud ourselves and, and talk to ourselves and tell ourselves because, you know, if we don't tell ourselves who is, who's going to tell us. So we're the ones that have to say, this is what I've accomplished. And this is good because that's going to propel us into the next phase of change. So it has to start with us. Absolutely. And so you're, you're already doing this, but just to lay out the framework for um, our listeners and especially for those who are in the challenge and received your email this week, um, you've kind of started talking about self-discipline and that being a tool for, for transformation. Mm -hmm. So what, so let's look at this, this topics of meditation for you what was your self-discipline? How did you go about that? Was it just saying, I'm going to do this every day or what, how did you set that, set yourself up there? Um, well, I intentionally listened to, I mean, to your meditation that you provided. And I did that, um, twice in the week. I did it at the beginning because I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. (laughs) I did it in the beginning. And then as the week went by, I kept saying, I have to do that meditation. I have to do that meditation. And I never got to it. But I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat the main phrases to myself before I fall asleep every single night. And then as I did that, and I got to the end of the week, I was ready to do it again, the entire meditation, because I set myself up by disciplining myself in a teeny tiny way. I was not successful, but I said, I'm going to do this little step Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I did the meditation again because it made me feel good when I was repeating the phrases to myself. It helped me fall asleep which we all need. And then the next day I was like, okay, I did it twice. (laughs) So then that propelled me to continue. And that 
little teeny tiny bit of that self-discipline propelled me to do the, the meditation again. So, you know, maybe a, a person who would look at that and go, well, she wasn't successful. She didn't do it every day. But to me, I feel like I was successful because before last week, I wasn't going to do any of it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to call myself out here because I'm, I'm in my bedroom right now and I'm, I'm looking at my nightstand, which um, you guys can't see it because it's clean on top, but it's full of parenting books on the bottom. I have a problem. Um, but all of these books, I love, I love reading, but they all um, start with um, uh, what is discipline, right? And the root word of discipline, which I don't know in, in Latin or whatever, but it's to teach. Mm -hmm. It's to teach. It's not to reprimand or to make feel lesser than it is mm -hmm. to teach. And so I think you were absolutely successful in the intention of self-discipline because you saw what you were able to do or, or you know what the what the problem was and then you worked with yourself you taught yourself and you you um you came up with what what, what was possible and what were you able to do and then it ended with you back right where you wanted to be which was doing the full meditation so I think you did yes. a wonderful job Miss Kim thank you <laughs> And your second tip, I believe, was daily practice. Was that the next one? Yes. 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 So talk and, a, little, a little bit about that and how it differs from self-discipline. Well, I, I use that as not to say practice yoga daily. I used it um, in order to introduce what I think is something we all need is positive affirmations in our life and just a simple phrase um, to change negative thoughts can turn your whole day, your whole life around. And again, not everybody's going to tell you, you have to tell yourself, you have to take charge of your life and your situation and be able to, you know, repeat these phrases to yourself so that you know that you are these things. I am powerful. I am strong. I am in charge. I am confident because those things, when you say them to yourself, you start to believe it. And that will help you move forward toward your goals and toward change. Because if all you think is I'm not good enough or I can't do this, of course, which is what I thought when, before the meditation started, because I've struggled with it for years, but you got to put yourself on track and start the discipline. And then you got to tell yourself every day, I can do this. Even if it's this little teeny tiny bit, I can do it. And if you Absolutely. convince yourself that you can do it and empower yourself, that's the most important step. Because if, you don't, if you don't feel empowered and you don't feel good enough, you're not going to take that leap toward your goal. You're just going to stay on this side of the fence. So I Absolutely. feel like a daily practice of, you know, positive affirmations, promote empowerment in yourself so you can move toward the things that you want to accomplish. And for a lot of people, that's the topest saying nice things to yourself, being kind to yourself when, you know, it, it's so commonplace for people to feel like, you know, everything's negative. I'm not good enough. And maybe other people 
corroborate that for you, but you are the person you should be listening to because you're in control of your life and yourself. And that's how change occurs is when you take control and you say, I'm going to discipline myself and do A, B, and C. And then you use this tool of positive affirmations to remind yourself of all the things you are that are good so you can move forward toward your goal. So that's what I consider daily practice because that's something we're in control of. Getting on your mat daily, that might not be possible for people because of busy lives and work and family and so many other things. But that one little thing you can do for yourself is to talk kindly to yourself and tell yourself you're good enough and that you're strong and you can, you can do this because, you, I mean, you're the only person that can talk to yourself and really say these things and that they're true. That's where I'm going with the daily practice of that. Absolutely. It comes to mind the um, images now that they have literally like brain scans where you can see mm -hmm. um, specific parts of the brain light up when you're telling yourself, when people tell themselves positive affirmations mm -hmm. or the studies around like actually like literally talking kindly to your plants, right? And making a plant mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the plant grows more fully and, and healthily. And I'm like, okay, if a plant can benefit from positive affirmations, mm -hmm. then we all yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and again, it's, it's another play on the self-compassion. We talked about it in last week. So we're, we're tying all of this together because, you know, we're all going to make mistakes and it's all going to be an oops. And, you know, then you're going to figure out, you know, what to do, but in the figuring it out, kicking yourself while you're down doesn't accomplish anything. It just makes you feel worse. So, Absolutely. you know, we make a mistake and we figure it out and we move on and we do better. And that should be praised, not, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. It should be like, I recognized it and now I know how to get on the right track. So, you know, like I said, we're, 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 we're sort of taking what we've learned and now we're putting it in a new um, format so we can continue to move forward. Absolutely. Um, well, for a lady who doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't love meditation, but feels that she's not good at meditation. I'm using my air quotes right now. You <laughs> offer up a lovely meditation for our um, fall challengers this week for the solar plexus. And I was able to do it. Ashley, did you, did you get to do it, Ashley? Yes, it's amazing. Okay, it was I beautiful. can't wait for our challengers to do it. I love yes. it, Kim. So thank you for sharing that. And if you're a part of the challenge, um, please check that out. And if you're not, it'll still be on the, if you're not in the challenge, you know, as we're doing this here in November, 2020, um, it'll still be in the podcast as, um, as something that you can um, go back and listen to. So uh, self-discipline, daily practice, and the solar plexus meditation will get you through this week. Well, there's one more. There's oh, one more. I forget. Can I, um, can I just add the, the Absolutely. third? The third tool is choice. Oh yes. Yes. And so um, we all have to make choices. And so if you have a goal that you want to accomplish, 
we have to make a choice to put our mind to it, to say, you know, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to choose to get up every morning and meditate. I'm going to choose to come to my mat three times a week. I'm going to choose to speak kindly to myself. I'm going to choose to let go of things that I have no control over. So it's these little choices that we make that help to bring about change because it's, you're making the choice. And sometimes people feel like they don't have a choice in things. And I get it. There's, you know, everyone goes through all kinds of different things. We're all, we're all in different situations and, but you always have the choice in how you speak to yourself. You always have the choice. So to empower yourself. And if we learn that, then we take a little step toward the next goal. So choice. I'm going to steal this little bit from um, something called acceptance and commitment therapy that I've, I've read about a little bit. And, and if, if those who are listening um, are familiar with it, I hope I don't butcher it, but they talk a lot about choice points mm -hmm. and you're put in a choice, choice point situation on any given day very frequently. And we tend to think about being in a choice point and there's either the, you know, the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. But the truth is that there, there's a lot of gray area. So as you're in this choice point, like let's use the, the food example, if that's what you're trying to transform as your nutrition or the way that you think about food or your relationship with food, you know, you're staring down a donut or something or whatever your, you know, temptation du jour is, you have a choice point and you can either move away from your, your goal or the, where you're, you're wanting to go, or you can move towards it. And of course, moving toward it would be like perfectly, I guess, would be not eating the donut at all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, another option is, um, maybe I don't eat this donut, but instead I'm going to pick a, a slightly healthier option, or maybe I'm going to eat half the donut. I mean, this is just, this is still moving you towards your goal. It's a choice point and you can either move away or you can move towards. And there's lots of different ways to do that. It doesn't have to be a direct line to your, your end goal. It can be slightly there, slightly turning towards it, slightly turning towards it, slightly turn. And, and then eventually you're there and you're like, okay, I got here by making thousands, hundreds, millions of slight like little choices, mm -hmm. <laughs> little choice points. So yeah. awesome. Ashley, do you have anything you've, you've just been like, I can see you in the video. You're like, yes, yes, yes. I, so you've obviously agreed, but do you have anything you want to add as we wrap no, up? I think that's great. And I, I will say that for me, um, one of the things that I just really had to kind of get out of my head once I had my daughter, which she's three now, but was that I needed to commit 60 minutes every day to practicing. Some days I get on my mat for 10 minutes and at least I got on my mat, right? At least I made the choice or made the effort to get on my mat. And that's not to say that I get on my mat every day because I don't in this season. Now there were seasons where I definitely did, but that 
it plays right on what you're saying, Kelsey, about having that choice point, right? Of, okay, I can do this right now. I may have a toddler crawling all over my mat, but at least I made the effort to do it. At least I made the commitment to do that. And it doesn't look like it did before she was here. And I got to get in the studio for 60 minutes, three or four times a week, but I'm still doing it. And that's just the season that we're in right now. So I love that. And I love Yes, it's just about the discipline and where are we making those choices in our life? And as Kim was talking and you were talking, I'm thinking about all the things in my life that I even still need to continue to refine, right? Because it's, it's an ongoing process and I've got a lot of different things that I'm working on. And some days I am good at making those commitments and some days I'm not so great. And um, giving yourself grace in the middle of all of that, giving yourself self-compassion in the middle of all of that. And you know what, even if I only got the affirmations today, that was still uh, something that I wouldn't have done a year ago, right? And so I'm still moving in those directions. So yeah, I'm Absolutely. excited to hear what all of our challengers have to say this week as we yeah. keep moving. Beautiful. Moving, yeah, moving towards, maybe that could be a mantra for this week, moving towards. Beautiful. Well, I'll end with a little, um, I tried to find the quote in the book, but I think actually the book is at the studio. It's in Judith Lassiter's um, Living Your Yoga, which is like my, my yoga Bible. And she talks about, and I think it might even be in the topest chapter, but she talks about how, you know, a sculptor is presented with this large rock, this large piece of stone. And he or she doesn't reach out to add to it, they chisel away until what was there all along is revealed. So as you go through this week and as you go through this transformation, I, I think, you know, we all urge you to move towards and we urge you to, to go inward, right? We're not reaching outside of ourselves for, for the easy fix or the, 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 uh, habitual things that we used to go to we are we are going inwards we're going in that cocoon we're going to turn to mush and it's going to be it's going to be uh, worth it yeah well um I so enjoy talking with you guys every Sunday night this is now our second or I guess last time we did it on a Friday but either way um can we just keep doing this every week <laughs> it's like therapy <laughs> sure uh, so thank you yeah Thank you so much for being here and for allowing um, myself this outlet and um, for giving our listeners this wonderful insight into your lives and your practice and, and your work. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, it's great to be here. It's great to be doing this. I hope that our clients and students are really enjoying the time as much as we are. Awesome. We'll have a beautiful week, everyone. Namaste. Namaste.